This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Game Changers Experience live show with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we had another fun pack show with my good friend, Jamie Sarah. Now, Jamie's going to be talking a lot about content marketing today, guys. Uh, so for before we even get started, let's get a few housekeeping rules. If, you, if you're new to the show, if you're new to uh, listening to us live, do me a favor. If you have any comments or questions, I always like to embrace people and say to people, hey, so use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay. That'd be super awesome. Um, and if you are listening to us, give us a like, share a comment, comment section below. You can do that here. Uh, we're streaming through LinkedIn Live and on YouTube and on Facebook. If you're listening to, to us on LinkedIn and on or YouTube, uh, feel free to subscribe or follow me on the, either, of the, either of those channels and hit the bell notification, uh, which is in the top right-hand cor corner as well. That way you'll get notifications every time we go live and put out content and stuff like that. Anyway, getting back into today's show. If you're listening to this on the podcast, congratulations. We're streaming over on uh, Apple. You can listen to this on Apple, Google, Spotify, and any favorite podcast platform. So let's get into today's show. And so today's show is all about learning about the six different types of content that captivate and convert, all right? Which is really, really interesting because... Um, we're not just going to be talking a little bit about lead generation. We're going to be talking about prospecting. We're going to be looking at some of the, I suppose, some of the things that maybe you guys are doing or not doing when it comes to content, but also demystifying some of the um, organic marketing, content marketing, marketing mistakes and, um, and addressing some of the things that you need to kind of do to make some improvements and refinements to your content marketing. So uh, so I'm going to be joined with uh, my good friend, Jamie Sarah. Now, Jamie is an executive coach. She's a marketing consultant. She's a best-selling author. She just launched her new uh, podcast called The Jamie Sarah Show. And um, we, I've known Jamie for, oof, but I'm probably going back at least probably five or six years. We've done a variety of different collaborations. And, uh, you know, one thing I love about Jamie is that she's authentic and she's integrity led. Do you know what I mean? Like she knows her true value. She loves to really help people um, genuinely and authentically. And that's what I love about her. She's got some great traits. So I invited her here on the show because also she's got uh, a new book that has just been released. I think it was about three or four weeks ago. So she will be talking about the new book as well. And um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So what are we going to be talking about on the show, ladies and gents? Well, first of all, we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the best advice for you guys that if you are newbies to the content marketing world, where should you start? Because I know that sometimes it can be, you, you know, you may have heard or may not have heard 
that content marketing is a great way to not just build brand awareness, but it's a great way to, to build trust with your fellow prospects. Um, I remember actually, this is not too long ago, and um, one of the uh, one of the one of the recent conversations that I've had, I've had someone who I've had one particular prospect that's been following me for over a year, and I did a I think it was a, like a live show or something like that, and it reminded them that I I, I was there. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd been putting out content. And then they came into contact with me and they're like, hey, so now I'm ready to move forward, right? Because I've been seeing you and like, you know, so, so it takes 12 to 15 different touch points for re people really to get to know you about who you are in terms of their core values and your core values and if there's a good match. Anyway, I digress. What's the other thing we're going to be talking about? We're going to be talking a little bit about some of the content marketers or content monsters when it comes to... Um, you know, if you're using the spray and pray analogy, right, or the spray and pray technique, what are you need to do to make refinements and improvements to be able to double down on some specific results? Because sometimes it can really eat us away and it can really kind of um, uh, it can really kind of like your, your inner critic can really kind of like really criticize you if you're not getting the desired results versus expectations. Do you know what I mean? So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We're going to be talking about the six most effective ways in which you can uh, captivate and uh, convert clients into prospects and, and so forth, so forth. Um, and we're also going to be talking about like how you can, well, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about repurpose, but how to really maximize the content that you put out there you know, I'm a big believer that less is more, right? And what are some of the things that, what are, what are some of the things that you guys need to do in order to get better results with your content marketing? So um, we're going to get into the show really, really, uh, we're going to get into the show really, really shortly. If you are listening to us, do me a favor, please like, share, or comment in the comment section below and hit that bell notification, right? If you're listening to us on LinkedIn Live and on YouTube, and congratulations if you're listening to us on the podcast. Of course, we'll put all the show description notes below and any um, and any, any 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 other promotions or anything else that would help you guys to achieve your objective. Anyway, enough chit chat from me. Let's bring the star of the show, Jamie Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hey. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so excited to be here with you as the co-star of today's show. <laughs> indeed, indeed. You look as radiant as ever. Oh, thank you. Well, I just had my first workout at Pure Gyms. Ooh. So, um, you know, I mean, you know, I've been a loyal David Lloyd member for a good couple of years and really, really loved it. And, um, you know, kind of a, ra a raving fan, you might say. And um, mm. I just started to realize recently, actually, there's a lot going on at David Lloyd. It's it's really quite, it can be quite overwhelming in terms of the class schedule. Um, it's 30 minutes from my house. And um, so I just joined Pure Gym because it's five minutes from my house. It's so simple. It's so, um, you know, you know exactly what you're getting. And I think there's a great metaphor in there for business as well, because mm -hmm. I think, there's no 
Like I genuinely was David Lloyd's ideal client for a long time. Mm. And now I'm not, and that's okay. So it's okay if sometimes people are your ideal client for a time and then they're not anymore. And then they go on their journey and they go somewhere else. Mm. But the point is, are you speaking to your ideal client right now? Are you speaking to your ideal client based on where they're at right now and where you're at right now? And if you are, mad and you're doing it in the right way, magic is going to happen. And if you're not, it's not going to. Um, and also, I do have a bit of a bugbear around um, David Lloyd's food. <laughs> the food is not healthy. I'm like, how can you be a gym? And your food is not healthy. Yeah, that kind of like completely contradicts what you're about, really. It doesn't make any so sense whatsoever. That's like a brand value mismatch, right? If, you're, mm. if your values are to help people cultivate a healthy life, and this 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 point is not to like trash David Lloyd, although I, <laughs> but I, I am, I am going to write them an email about this because I think it needs tweaking. Um, it's It's really thinking about are you doing the things in your business and is your content espousing the things that align with your values like you mm. spoke to a little while ago um and your ideal clients values mm. absolutely because that's where the magic happens you know and and also it's about timing as well because you know you're going to get um what was going to say to you you're going to get like people that resonate with you now but further on down the line they might and, and also vice versa, right? You, you're going to get people that might not resonate with, but then further on, they might be in a different place, whatever mm. that looks like, right? And that's mm. where kind of like, where a lot of prospects kind of like, oh, I, I get that. Oh, oh my God, I've experienced that. Oh my God. It's, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like they, these are aha moments. Cool stuff. All right. Well, listen, let's get into juicy conversations because I know that you love juicy conversations. <laughs> um Anyway, so I'm excited about today's conversation and where it's a, uh, where it's going to go and stuff like that because I know that we could talk for hours anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's get into let's get into the juiciness of content marketing because I know. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say uh, I know that you've got your, your new book that came out actually. Yeah. Um, what remind me what what was the title again? Here it is. <laughs> there it is. Content tips for service based experts. Perfect. It's matching me and matching my Mother's Day card behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, it, love so it, love it, love thing. it. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, cool. So let's get into let's get into today's conversations, ladies and gents, because um, we're going to, if you've got a, a notepad and pen handy, you're going to need it. Um, even if you're listening to this in the gym right now, okay, trust me, go and ask the receptionist and say, excuse me, can I borrow a pen and paper? Even yeah. if you're walking on the treadmill or, or cycling on the bicycle right now, you're going to need to take a pen and paper handy. Anyway, Just do it, safe, do it safely, okay? Be safe. Exactly, Be safe. do it safely. <laughs> All good. Anyway, let's get into today's conversation. So let's, um, I want to put some scenarios out there because I know that content marketing is one of those, um, I used to believe, and this is what I used to believe, not what I believe now, but what I used to believe was, Content marketing was a complete waste of time, right? Why should I spend my hard-earned time creating content when I can go out and do some networking or I can, you know, just message a few people on Facebook Messenger and stuff like that? Talk to us a little bit about some of the common mistakes that a lot of um, a lot of a lot of our audience members here that might be making 
when it comes to content marketing and de- let's demystify a few things. Yeah. So one of the most common mistakes that I've seen people making and, you know, I've been um, working on content marketing, helping corporations with their content marketing, helping small businesses with their content marketing for 15 years now. Right. So I've seen a lot and I've spent a lot of time online, (laughs) a lot of time online. And one of the most common mistakes that I see is people not um, what we call like banging the drum on their message. So putting things out there that are interesting, putting things out there where you're um, facilitating that sense of intimacy. So people feel like they're getting to know you. They feel like they're getting to like you, to trust you, or they're disconnecting from you, which is <laughs> absolutely fine if, if if there's not a values fit there. And someone gets, you know, either triggered by your content or, um, and I... <laughs> This is going to bring me to point two in a second. Um, But it's really important to remind your audience what it is you do and what you help with. And Mm. it is so rare that I see this happening, that I see Mm. people actually reminding their audience what they do and what they help with. They just assume that people know because you as an expert are so embedded in what you do. You're doing it all day, every day. And there's just kind of that assumption there. And, you know, they say to assume is to make an ass of you and me. And that is absolutely true. Never assume. Never assume that people already know what you do. And mm. also don't assume that if you remind people what you do, that people are going to think that you're being overly salesy and disconnect from you. Because actually, mm. even if people have been connected connected with you for a long time and they've seen you remind your audience of what you do four or five or six times that's okay they're just reconnecting with what you do on an ongoing basis and they're like oh yeah yeah that's great oh yeah I wonder if I know anyone who needs that right so that's one second one in my opinion this is a little bit controversial oh I like um, controversial we like I controversial. Not believe in triggering people for the sake of triggering them I what do you mean by that? well I see increasing numbers of people who will create highly provocative highly triggering posts mm-hmm. because they think that people either loving or hating them is a great thing now I would argue that it's great if people either love you or they feel neutral about you or they love you, or they're mildly triggered by you. That's absolutely fine. When you have a strong brand, people will either love you or be like, meh. But hate, hate's a very strong word, and it's a very strong emotion. And I don't believe that you need to cause anyone to hate you in order to be magnetic. And that's an Mm. increasing mistake that I see people making. And it's just not necessary. So anyone who says to you, you know, you need to put triggering stuff out there, you need to put provocative stuff out there, I I really disagree with that. If you've got a genuine heartfelt view or opinion on something that pertains to your Mm. expertise or Mm. pertains to one of your deepest values, you can share something and it may trigger some it may, uh, it will magnetize others. That's different. But intentionally putting stuff out there to be provocative, no, it's a big mistake. But it's it's kind of like a fine line between um, triggering someone and being controversial. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a, yeah. there's a real fine line between the two because you can be controversial and people love controversy. You know, they everyone loves 
and a, a different opinion, a different point of view from what's currently trending. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, with AI that's going on right now, with there's so there's so much talk of the town of some some different what I call fads that might be coming in, or maybe things that are kind of staying for a little bit longer, you know, but to be controversial and to have a different point of view, it's not a bad thing, is it? No, it's not a bad thing to um, have a different point of view about something. Um, but the question is, are you intentionally provoking your audience? Mm. Because what happens is when people are intentionally provoking their audience, first of all, it's starting to become increasingly transparent when people are doing that. And it's a bit mm. icky, especially for people who are kind of quite energetically insensitive and integrity and authenticity driven. It becomes really quite transparent. Right. Um, but also part of the reason why uh, that's become really trendy is because of this over preoccupation with engagement rather than lead generation. If you're obsessed with engagement, you will do things that are out of integrity for your brand because they generate engagement and being mm. really provocative is one of those examples. You can get a lot of engagement from being very provocative. Is it going to generate leads for your brand? It's a different mm. conversation. Um, I had this thought yesterday, you know how they say, uh, you know, re um, revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, right? Um, mm. Very, very true point and something that's really important. I believe that um, engagement is vanity and leads are sanity. So when it comes to your content, engagement is vanity, leads are sanity. And so the third mistake is people get over preoccupied with engagement and they think, oh, I only got five likes on this or 10 likes on this or 20 likes on this or however many likes on this. Mm. Likes don't matter. I've met so many people who have bigger followings than me, who get more likes on their social media posts than me and than my clients but they get far fewer leads and they make much less money. There is very little correlation. Of course, when you have a bigger audience, you're speaking to a bigger room. And so there's a greater statistical likelihood that there will be more people in that room who want to buy from you. Mm. Um, so that that's very real. But uh, a big audience isn't necessarily the be all and end all you can have a smaller audience that's more curated that has a higher percentage of ideal clients in it mm. at the end of the day the thing that matters the most is how many of your ideal clients are you speaking to not how many people are you speaking to it's the difference between going into a an atrium where you're about to give a talk uh, and the room is filled with ideal clients, all of whom have paid to be there. They know that you're there. They resonate with your message. They want to hear what you have to say. And the difference between walking into Sainsbury's and going, does anyone want to buy my X? <laughs> <laughs> so true. <Right? laughs> okay, there might be more people in Sainsbury's, but are they your ideal clients? And are they interested in what you have to say? Well, I wouldn't go to Sainsbury's. I mean, I've got <laughs> slightly, uh, maybe Waitrose or something like that. Depending on when, where you're listening to this in the world. I mean, we are streaming. For the go, for the, for those of that, that are listening to this in Singapore, it's a supermarket just for full, dis uh, full dis transparency. Anyway. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like a generic, it's like a supermarket that's for everyone as well. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
Cool. All right. Well, that's um, it's some it's some good stuff there. I like that. And you know, I'm a I actually um believe the whole kind of thing around. I don't believe in vanity metrics. I think um, yeah, I think it's um, I think there was a there's some good points that you made there around the whole kind of like you know getting engagement just for the sake of engagement, right? Because of the algorithms or whatever it might be. But actually, you know, it's 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 kind of that fine line between engagement triggers, but also, you know, you, you were talking about putting heartfelt content out there, yeah. which is actually going to add value to people and not yeah. piss people off. Do you know what I mean? So exactly. exactly. Um, um, would you like me to share the, the six types? Oh, go on then. If you, or do you, or do you want me to share some more mistakes first? It's very much up to you. You're the boss. Oh, no, 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 no. Six, 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 six is good. Six is good. We like six. Amazing. So um, the six different types, this is the um, model that I created. Dun, dun, dun. And it's in the book. There you go. I can't really see and it. But... So it's connection content, story-based content, case studies and testimonials, facts and figures, authority building content, offers and connection content. And then they're also here on the back of the book as well so you can see all six now i recommend to most people and when i've done talks before i recommend that they literally print off or write down the six different types and stick them somewhere close to their desk because this is such a game changer literally we're on the game changer show and this is an actual game changer so i talked before about um offers well i talked about reminding people what you do part of reminding people what you do is reminding them what you have to offer and how they can currently buy from you. So offers is one of them. Very, very common one that people forget. And, and people think, you know, oh, if I put my offers out there, like, you know, I can send offers to my email list, but if I put my offers out there in my social media content, people are going to get triggered. They're going to unfollow me. Da, da, da. No, as long as it's not all of your content, as long as all of your content is not offers or 50% of your content is not offers, um, you're, you're still building trust, you're building connection, you're building authority through the other types of content. And because of that, you've earned the right to put your offers out there. Mm. So it's a really important thing to do. And by the way, one of, one of the best ways to share an offer is with a long form piece of content and a PS at the end. So a long form piece of content adding value and then a PS at the end. Other thing I just want to say before I talk about the other five types is it's possible for a piece of content to tick multiple of these types in one go. So the example I just gave, you might be sharing a story that's also relating to your zone of genius and sharing some educational value in there. So you're ticking storytelling and you're ticking authority building. And then at the end, you've got an offer. So you're also ticking offer. So nice. some pieces might fit very neatly in one category or the other. Some will actually tick multiple boxes at the same time. And that can be a really, really beneficial thing and can provide a really kind of holistic experience for your audience as well. Like so, it. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so connection content is the next one this is you know sharing your heart sharing your values um this is you know sharing a little bit behind the scenes sharing um perhaps uh you know 
little snippets of your family life. I, I see people doing this increasingly on LinkedIn now, which didn't used to be a thing a few years ago. And it's a really, really beautiful thing to see uh, more um, connection content appearing on LinkedIn and more personal storytelling as well as professional storytelling appear on LinkedIn. Um, I think the platform has, has, has changed a lot and I've seen people moving over more, spending more time on LinkedIn versus Facebook and Instagram because they feel like it's a more fruitful platform. Is that you're one of those people, aren't you? I am. I am. I love spending time on LinkedIn. It's probably the one platform that I probably spend more time on purely because I just, I don't know. I just, I just enjoy some of the things that's going on there and there's some good conversations with people and stuff. I mean, it's good to also be on Facebook as well on, you know, on occasions, but yeah. I, you know, I mean, cause we're connected quite well on social media. I might post maybe once a week on Facebook if you're lucky but on LinkedIn, I'm 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 there like once or twice per day, except for yeah. on weekends, of course. But that's kind of like for me, you know. But you have to work. I feel like you do have to work a little bit harder on the LinkedIn platform, but you're doing it for a, there's a different objective, if that makes sense, mm. be, because of the way that LinkedIn LinkedIn loves really juicy organic content. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It really yeah. loves that. Um, Whereas like other social media platforms have their own objectives. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I mean, it's interesting how the algorithms work and what content is promoted in the feeds naturally, organically. And um, yeah, there's definitely been a, uh, Facebook does seem to, for example, um, people might not know this, but if you put angry faces on a, if you watch a video on Facebook and you use angry faces, uh -huh. That piece of content will rank more highly in people's news feeds. No way. And people are more likely to be notified. Let's say you've gone live in a group and uh, people have done angry faces on the live. People are more likely to be notified that you've gone live. So Facebook actually does uh, push uh, more provocative and uh, mm, I'm trying to think of a polite word. <laughs> Uh, it, it pushes more provocative and sometimes antagonizing content to the top of people's feeds, which is part of why then you see more of that stuff on the platform, because that's what they're doing. And also because they're doing that, creators then start responding to that and going, oh, well, if I post something provocative, if I post something that's going to get people's backs up, I'm going to get more engagement. And then again, this it comes back to the issue of over-prioritizing engagement rather than leads. Leads should always mm. be the number one focus, not engagement. If you're focused on leads, also as a creator and an expert, your sense of satisfaction and your sense of self-confidence and your sense of mental well-being is going to be much greater if you're focused on leads rather than engagement. It can also such a kind of um a distraction and a comparisonitis thing and just very unhealthy to be overly uh, preoccupied about engagement so okay so okay so here's my thought and i'm gonna be i'm not gonna be well i am gonna be controversial but i suppose in a way i guess does it not depend on the intention 
because we would just been talking about intention really about mm. how you put out that content without pissing people off right yeah. you know if you're if you're triggering people obviously we we see that as a as a bit of a negative right if we're triggering people for the wrong reasons it does yeah. i'm surely it does depend on the intention mm-hmm. you know if it really comes from a place of value of, of helping people then mm. then you know it it, it doesn't it's it's not as bad, do you know what I mean? I don't know. What, what I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. So like, if if the trigger happens as a side effect of the message, right? So if the message is rooted in, I'm sharing the message to share the message to educate more people, to be truthful, to be honest, right? And in anything of that kind of nature. Yeah. And in the process, I acknowledge that some people may get triggered, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that being a side effect of me speaking my truth me sharing my expertise me sharing you know this is particularly common when it comes to things to watch out for right so if you're sharing for example things to watch out for it's possible if you're sharing things to watch out for in your industry it's possible that people who are engaging in those things that people should be watching out for which might be shady tactics they might be unintentionally um unhelpful tactics right doesn't really matter what the intention is um on their side um they may get triggered and they may go oh my god you know you're shaming you're shaming (laughs) that's okay because they're not a they're not the audience that you're speaking to and b if part of your mission is elevating standards in your space that makes total sense that you're going to have some of those conversations um and so yes you're you're absolutely right but it's are you going into it with yeah i want to get some people riled up today are you going into it with i'm going to share my message i'm going to share my expertise i'm going to share this story i'm going to share my truth and know that the people it's meant to resonate with it's going to resonate with the people who um it's going to trigger have a guilty conscience <laughs> makes sense makes sense cool. makes sense very cool um i know you we've got four more pieces of content that you wanted to share but before we get uh before yeah. we continue to move on guys um if you like our conversations between me and jamie if you have any comments or you have any questions use those comments in the comment section below we love engagement by the way we are not into uh by the way this is interactive right this is an interactive show that's why i do a live show so for you guys that are listening to to this on the podcast what we'll do is we'll make sure that jamie's social media links are below so that if you have any questions around content um you can reach out to where i just mentioned the show anyway okay let's move into was it was it number three we're on number three now right yeah yeah so story-based content so story-based content can be you know sharing a little story about a client um my recommendation is always to ask for permission, even if you're sharing something anonymously, um, because it helps your clients feel safe. Um, I, I've seen, uh, especially in, in the coaching space, um, people will share stories that are anonymized without their client's permission. And if you're going quite in depth into that client's journey and where that client is at, Um, especially if something kind of mindset related or they're having a challenge or whatever, um, it can really uh, make that client feel unsafe. Um, So it's a good idea to always ask for permission. 
um, even if it's anonymized, but especially if you're using their name, it's even more important. Absolutely. Um, and it's a good idea to get people to actually sign something uh, that, you know, indicates their, their consent with uh, whether it's a testimonial or whatever it is being shared. Um, but with the story, what you're doing is you're speaking to, it's different than case studies and testimonials because it's not them explicitly saying, hey, here's why Adam's amazing. Here's what I enjoyed about working with Adam. Here's what I got from working with Adam. It's not a case study where you're saying, right, here's where, here's where, let's say, John was when I started working with him. And then here's what was possible after he went through our, our process. Here's what we did together. And here's the end result, right? It's not that. that that's another uh, form of the types of content. Um, and it's valuable and important. But story-based is actually um, just sharing kind of a bit of the journey. Um, without going uh, into too much detail. So it might be, for example, uh, you sharing your professional journey, you know, how you started doing what you did, what the journey was like in the beginning, how it's evolved over time. might be a little bit like that. It might be um, sharing uh, an offering that you have and, you know, how, what that offering was like in the beginning and what inspired that offering and then how that offering has evolved over time and what what's inspired you to make it better um that kind of story it could be um a story of let's say that you've just taken a business trip you might be telling a little story about that business trip you might have just been to a conference and you might be telling a little story about the conference what your key takeaways were what you enjoyed um, so it can look a variety of different ways. In the book, there's 90 different types of, um, sorry, there's 90 different content ideas in the book. Each one has uh, the little icon to indicate what the what it pertains to. So this, this piece here is an authority building of, uh, piece of content. This is share your awards, right? Um, and if you don't have any, go and, and see what awards you can be nominated for or be put forward for, etc. Don't go for any paid ones. That's a bad idea, uh, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's 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 90 different uh, ones here where you can just fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's story-based content. And then case studies and testimonials I just spoke to, facts yep. and figures as things pertaining to the challenges that your ideal client's facing. So if your ideal client, if they don't take action and there are particular consequences pertaining to that action, um, let's say it's something uh, risk-related. So let's say like they don't have like legal indemnity cover, for example. Sure. And, you know, their risk of uh, being sued and not having the right protections in place becomes whatever percentage right right um you want to share what the risks are you yep. also want to share if you have any statistics pertaining to the benefits of your services mm -hmm. uh so the benefits after people have been using them side effects that they've seen etc those are great things to include in facts and figures as well you know did you know 97 of our clients after working with us reduce their Admin time spent on admin by seventy five percent. Right. 
right? Yeah. So those yep. can be really, really powerful. Those can also be really great things to put at the top of landing pages as well and use as the kind of the central premise of particular um, advertising campaigns as well. Yep. So some of this stuff you can also repurpose for advertising, not just for organic content. Um, and then authority building content is is sharing your expertise. It's sharing your advice. You know, here are 10 ways to prevent X happening. Here are 10 things you can do to achieve Y outcome. Here are um, five things I've noticed that our ideal clients get wrong before they start working with us. Here are three things you're doing that could be losing you leads or costing you, um, wa wasting money in your business, et cetera. Um, so that's kind of the premise of authority building content. Like I said, sometimes you'll be ticking multiple boxes at the same time. That can be a great thing to do. But what you want to make sure of is that when you, when you zoom out, which can be so hard to do as a business owner, when you zoom out, you want to make sure that you're ticking all of those boxes because if one is missing, mm -hmm. if you're creating great connection content and you're putting out offers and you're putting out facts and figures, but you're not putting out any authority building content, your audience can feel, and I'm just going to use that as one example, your audience will feel like, oh, no, okay, I know like and trust this person. Mm -hmm. I know what they do, but they won't feel that same level of connection with your expertise they you won't be that natural obvious choice where they go oh, Adam knows about that I need to speak to him he is my person he is my obvious choice he is my first choice because I've already learned and gained so much from what he shared just even just for free and um, some people think you know you should hold back in your free content. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to balance um, creating content with other forms of marketing, other forms of relationship building, other forms of sales activity, absolutely. You should mm -hmm. never just be sitting there thinking that, that content is the one magic solution. Yep. Um, but it's, it's a really important piece of the puzzle and it will change how people relate to you and it will change your conversions. You know, having a conversation with an ideal client after they've seen consistent content from you touching each of these six types of content, it's going to be a different conversation. It's going cool. to be, there's going to be a different relationship there. There's going to be a different connection there. It's going to be much easier to get them over the line if it is indeed a great fit. And so that's really what, I am a stand for. Is Perfect. You get that you get those people who are a great fit. They're a great fit for you. You're a great fit for them. You get them over the line faster because of this great content that you're sharing. So let's just summarize because I know there's a, there was a lot of information there for you guys that are listening in. So let's just summarize what the six different pieces again. And it was okay. Off you go. So we've got connection content, story-based content, case yep. studies and testimonials facts and figures, um, authority building content and offers. Perfect. So there we go. And here's by the, little, the way, here's the little picture again. There's the little picture there. And for you guys that are listening in on the podcast, um, if you if you can't see, well, obviously you're not going to be able to see what we're seeing, but feel free to check out the book link. We'll put the book link 
below in the description notes and whatever it is. But I like that. That was some really good stuff. I'll be honest with you. If I look at all the different six pieces of content that you've put um, put in your what I call a framework as such, one thing that I don't put out enough of is offers. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't put enough offers out there. And I'm not sure even if it's down to having, if it's whether it be around having the mindset. But I also feel like, you know, because I, for me personally, I'm such a, a giver, right? I love to help people. I really, really enjoy helping people. And I don't know, maybe it is a mindset of, oh, if I put out too many offers or if I put an offer out, I'll come out to, to salesy. Maybe it is. I don't think so. And that's why I love, like, if, if if that's your mindset, one of the best things you can do is to put the offer as a PS at the bottom of an authority building piece of content. Ah. Because then you've led with value first yep. and then you've gone, okay, now I've I've given you some value. Here's an opportunity which you can take or leave, right? Yep. Yep. But also remember as well with offers, your offer can be to download a free lead magnet. It can yep. be a free trial of something. It can be, you know, it doesn't have to be a paid thing and it doesn't have to be a high ticket thing. And that's one of the things that I love about, you know, having a range of offers. And one of the things that I help clients with as well is having a range of offers, because then you know that whatever you're sharing, you've got something in your value ladder for everyone, whether it's a free thing, whether it's a low cost thing, whether it's a medium ticket thing, whether it's a high ticket thing. So then that helps to prevent that fear of, oh, you know, I'm only promoting this high ticket thing and and most people can't have it. And so then I'm going to disappoint them. Yep. Love it. Some good stuff. Um, Interestingly enough, and this is, um, this is kind of like, I know that I know that with a lot of the content that I put out there, maybe, maybe this is probably applicable to me as such, but I would like you to kind of, for those guys that are what I call content creators or for those guys that put out regular content, right. But maybe they lack strategy a little bit, right. So they kind of like use this spray and pray kind of model, which we're, we're, you know, throw the content out and just see where it lands type of thing. Um, But they have this like expectation in their mind that, the more content that they put out there, the fact that they're on every single social media channel, including TikTok and all of the other ones that are out there, right? But I've created this kind of like expectation in their mind and they've been doing it for a little while, but they're because they're so disappointed with their results and they're on the verge of throwing the towel in and thinking, this is a complete waste of my time. What advice do you have for those people? I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Mm. so they're they're engaging in the spray and pray tactic they're everywhere so my one of the first pieces of advice that I tend to give to clients around content is to pick two main platforms that a they enjoy and b where they know their ideal clients are hanging out those Good. two things are both really important. So if your ideal clients are on LinkedIn and Facebook, don't don't waste time on TikTok. Don't right. do it. Um, again, my opinion. Some people might be like, oh, how dare you? You know, everyone, <laughs> everyone should be on every single platform. I don't believe that everyone should be on every single platform. And also content burnout 
And social media burnout is a very real thing. If oh, you're absolutely. feeling like you have to be everywhere all the time, that can really distract from your core business activities. It can kill your creativity. It can sap up your energy. So for you personally, focus on two key platforms. If you have budget for other team members to then help repurpose the content that you put organically on those one or two platforms for additional platforms, okay, great. That's fine. That can work really well. And maybe you also have budget to have team members reply to comments and reply to DMs and things on those platforms too. If so, great. But you really want to pick two key platforms that you enjoy spending time on because naturally, even if you've got pre-scheduled content, it's always a good idea for you to show up for at least some time naturally yourself on your preferred platforms because you're just going to put out better content you're going to be able to engage with other relevant things you're going to be able to encourage others Mm -hmm. so that you're not just taking and you're not just you know there to kind of um absorb and 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 like get the leads but you're also there to um support and encourage others you're also there to give as you spoke to adam Mm -hmm. um so pick two platforms um buy the book (laughs) Go through the 90 days of tips and um, either post it each day just just naturally, right? Like just show up each day and go, okay, right, today I'm going to – today it's my 23rd day and today I'm going to do, you know, number 23, which is sharing about a customer – where they were before they engaged your services, where they are now, what the outcomes were, right? Um, Or you can pre-schedule content so you can take you know one to two hours plan 30 days of content in one go maybe do it with a friend maybe do it with a with a um with a peer um maybe hire someone to help you with it plan 30 days pre-schedule it bam be done but definitely don't worry that you need to be everywhere all the time don't worry about speaking to everyone don't worry about resonating with everyone (laughs) Stay really focused on where do I need to show up and what do I need to say to resonate with and help and magnetize my ideal clients and forget about everything else. And also be really, really disciplined about how much time you spend consuming versus creating. So you should always, as a creator, you should always be spending more time creating than consuming. Love it. Really Some good stuff from there. That perspective. Really, really good advice that I like that, Jamie. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I, I also also used to think um, and maybe because I've been listening to too many so-called experts, um, <laughs> we will not name for professionalism, um, of course, is, you know, you kind of like been I was kind of like programmed to think that I needed to be everywhere and anywhere and Oh, if you're not, if you're not doing it, you need to be out on Twitter. You need to be, you know, if you're not doing it, you're not getting the traction. I'm like, no. (laughs) Really, it's a really easy way to be a busy fool. Absolutely. And if you look at the people who are the most, the absolute most respected in their fields, I'm talking Mm -hmm. like top 0.001%. Yep. They all tend to have one platform where they show up on the most, and then they have their team repurpose content for other platforms. Absolutely. 
Yep. Love it. Some good stuff that. Now, um, I want to kind of like set the scenario here. Oh, by the way, for you guys that are listening and I hope that you're enjoying some of our conversations. If you are, do, do us a favor, engage. We like to engage. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, engage with here. And again, if you're um, if you're if you're a little bit uh, tracked for time right now, you can go over and listen to this particular episode, which will be on uh, the platform shortly on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Um, now, what I was going to say to you guys, uh, what I was going to say to you, Jamie, actually, was, you know, we're going to get um, some of our audience members, um, especially for the people that follow me a lot, actually, that are they they, they create content, right? But they spend a lot of time trying to overcomplicate things, right? They're trying to make something which looks so simple, yeah. but turn it into something which is so complicated. And then that causes procrastination and then they're not able to produce, produce any advice for those of, of those content creators or audience people yeah. that, you know, have got some great ideas about content, but they've just, they just take so long and it's so frustrating. Yeah. How do we get them to move along? Yeah, so two things. People can get really, really hooked on really complicated Canva things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really complicated <laughs> Canva designs. I like, can, I like Canva templates, by the way. Well, and there's a time and a place for Canva templates. And, for example, some of your recent, I forget what it's called. It's a slideshow, right? Is yeah. that what it's called? Is yeah, it? some of your recent stuff on LinkedIn, your slideshow stuff, and I've seen a few different people using that, and I'm going to start using it soon as well. That looks really nice, and that really pops. But actually, graphically, and I know it does take time, but graphically, it's not that complex. No. It's a few words on each slide. Everything's on brand, and you're sharing generally, you know, five or ten tips or five things to watch out for, etc. That's great. You yep. don't need super intricately designed thing, whether it's Canva or created by a custom designer, to put great content out there and get great engagement. So mm -hmm. there's a time and a place for infographics. Infographics can be a great part of your content repertoire. Infographics would fall into the authority building um, form of content. But actually, just a quote from you <laughs> can be the best Thing that you can possibly share now it's also a really good idea as to as much as possible have your face in as much of your content as possible there's two reasons for that you're building connection specifically with you you're building that sense of intimacy also there's a part of the human brain called the fusiform face area that lights up when it sees faces and so people's brains are going to light up more <laughs> <laughs> when they see a piece of content with your face in than when they see a piece of content that's just written, for example. Oh, that's interesting. I that's know part that. of why that's valuable. It's not just about like, hey, you know, let's be a diva and pout and share a selfie of, you know, me looking <laughs> beautiful because, you know, people will buy more stuff if they think I'm beautiful. Um, it's not It's not about that, although um, there's nothing wrong with being beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> that, if that's part of the reason why people buy, then <laughs> amazing. There's no harm in that. But, um, yeah, the reason is actually much more scientific than that. Um, mm -hmm. So where was I? Just lost my trail of thought. <laughs> I just hate that when that happens. It's oh, just crazy. I know, I know, I know what I was going to share. So, um one of my recent workshops that I gave on this topic, 
um, one of the people has been putting out content that gets really, really good engagement for a very, uh -huh. very long time. Okay. And what he took away from the workshop is he realized that he was overcomplicating his content. His content was all pictures of him and uh, long form kind of stories. And he realized that way too much of his content was long form stories. And he realized that he needed to actually put a lot more short form content out there. Mm. So there's a time and a place for long form stories. Like, like I said, storytelling content, story based content is one of the types of content. But you also want to have pieces of content that are really, really simple, like one reminder for your audience or one thing they need to remember, one little prompt. Um, one picture of you with a, you know, hope you all have an amazing Monday. <laughs> it doesn't need to be rocket science. And remember also, if you're the expert in your field, mm -hmm. you are going to naturally think that things are more no-brainers than they are. That's not yeah. great English, but you know what I mean. You're yep. going to think that something's so obvious because it's your expertise but that one thing that one tip that one quick tip be something that's so obvious to you but your ideal client has no idea and that one tip could completely change things for them relevant to your expertise yep so keep it simple keep it simple people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and it's really important not to overcomplicate things Love it. Some good stuff. I know that we've just had a question come in. So I'll read out the question for you guys that are listening in on the podcast. And this is from uh, uh, a really good friend of mine based over in Sweden. And he said, great conversation. How do you keep consistently creating content and how much time would you set aside for this? So it's completely, completely up to you. My recommendation with clients is always to devise a strategy that works for them whether it's that they work with me once a month and they create an entire month's worth of content in one go whether it's that they sit down on a Saturday for two hours or three hours and plan a month's worth of content and then ask me to look at it or whether it's a non-client who doesn't have any budget for help but they either want to um, become more in flow with their content or they want to pre-plan it it, it's really about what works for you and also what works best with your creativity and your inspiration. Mm. For some people, if they try and sit down for two hours or three hours once a month, they're going to get stuck for ideas and they're going to feel very pressured and they're going to feel frustrated and overwhelmed and they're going to be like running in the opposite direction. <laughs> for others, that is their idea of heaven. If you're someone who wants to start pre-planning content, just from a, a, a planning and efficiency perspective, it's still a good idea, in my opinion, to keep a note on your phone or keep a notebook to hand. Obviously, notes on the phone are better because then if you if you lose the notebook, you're gonna be you're gonna be pissed. Um keep a note on your phone where each time you come off a conversation with a client or you have an inspiring um, thought, you have uh, an idea, 
write it in the notes and then when you come to pre-planning then turn uh, go back tweak those ideas that you have there and then those can be the foundation for um for pre-planning your content for me personally I'm a very uh so I'm a manifesting generator in human design and I genuinely genuinely love even seven years into posting content pretty much every day I love to post in the moment when the inspiration strikes and I'm a big believer in divine timing so I believe often one of my favorite types of content to post is someone needs to hear this today so I'll kind of get a download around a reminder that my ideal client needs to hear and then I'll post it in the moment and what I find is that normally people then give me feedback they're like this is exactly what I needed to hear today specifically and so I enjoy that but that's what works for me it's about establishing what works for you is what works for you to spend 10 minutes at the beginning of every day putting out one piece of content or is it to bulk create it's totally up to you um but if you are doing it on a daily basis I would do it as much as possible at the exact same time every single day because then like with any any other habit it becomes a habit over time you know initially it's not yet a habit those first kind of 14 to 20 days it's not yet a habit and then it just becomes automatic and your brain knows okay it's time for me to put out a piece of content now and it will start preparing in advance and it will start coming up with ideas in advance because it knows that's what time it is um and um it's interesting actually what you were saying you know what what you were talking about uh, manifesting at the time yeah so it's interesting because i have moments during the week where i had maybe an experience or an interaction where i feel like i then need to like say something right in terms of my train of thought or my insight share my insight with regards to that conversation or experience because then i feel like it can then add value to you know what what people see me as type of thing and and and, and again you can't pre-plan that a month ahead it mm-hmm. has to be in that moment of time yeah you know what i mean like i'm creating like a piece of content right now which is taking me a little bit of time to not just to get clarity because i don't think it's about clarity but it's about kind of like making sure that i'm on point yeah and to make sure that it's kind of succinct with like okay uh, making sure that it all kind of flows beautifully um it's taken some thought behind it, but I know it's going to be magical when it, do you know what I mean? Like when it's finished, um, because I know that it's going to give a lot of value. So I don't know, that was kind of like my thought behind what you said there. So I I, I do agree with what you said. Yeah. And and there's, there's a time and a place for both, right? There's a time and a place for, you know, the really thoughtfully created stuff. That's, that's more work. That's a heavier piece of content. Mm. And then there's a time and a place for in the moment, sharing a lesson sharing a breakthrough sharing a tip that is based on a conversation that you just had with a client right right right. um it doesn't need to be hard but the more that you establish a pattern that works for you uniquely the more in flow you're going to get with content and the more you're going to fall in love with it and then it's going to come a lot more naturally and you're going to enjoy it a lot more. And when you enjoy it more, when you genuinely enjoy the content that you're putting out and the process of sharing it, 
you will get more engagement and even more importantly, you will get more leads. Love it, love it. You can always tell the people who've sat there and pre-scheduled stuff for a month because they feel they should. (laughs) I agree. They feel they need to be seen versus the people who genuinely have a passion and love for putting great content out there and understanding that that gets to be an amazing part of their lead generation process. It's interesting because it's kind of like, I I used to think that by just doing, you know, just by ticking the box, you know, to say, oh, look, I've done that this week or whatever it is. What you're saying is that that's not the case. But I love this conversation around the whole kind of content creation. Anyway, we're out of time. I know that I'm really conscious of time. And we could be talking for hours about content. But for you guys that have been listening in, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our long conversations between me and Jamie. Um, so thank you very much for the interactions. Thank you very much for the uh, questions. If you uh, did listen to this later on during the day, by the way, and you do have a question, feel free to continue to um, put any questions in the thread. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Yeah. Uh, and for you guys that are listening in on the podcast, of course, Feel free to connect with Jamie over on our social media links. And Jamie, just hold up your book one more time just so that people can get an idea of, of, of where to where they can go and find it. Content tips for service-based entrepreneurs. So make sure you go check that out on. And if you are a little bit, so I'm a little bit ADHD and lots oh. of my clients are as well. This is not a dense book. There's lots and lots of value in this book, but it's literally got like fill in the gaps. Oh, this I like not, that. This like is a, not a story. This is not a like just a big pitch in disguise. Love that. <laughs> this is stuff. this is a book where you can open it and you can literally implement straight away. There's no love pie it. in the sky, sky stuff in there. I do explain the psychology behind why certain types of things work. Yep. But it's really, really practical. Good stuff. Love it. Some good stuff hopefully you guys have have been enjoying our juicy conversations because i know that's one of jamie's favorite words juicy (laughs) conversations um jamie i just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today thank you so much for having me this was a great conversation i really hope people find it valuable and definitely like adam said if you've got questions comments leave them in adam and i will come back and reply to them later Awesome. Hopefully you guys that have have been enjoying our conversations, do me a favor. If you have enjoyed our conversation, please head over to Apple or on Spotify right now and make sure that you leave a one or five star review. By the way, I won't be offended for for one star reviews. Um, I just make sure that it's good content right that you're getting right now. Okay. It's a good show, good conversations, but in all honesty, um, I would love for you to uh, give us a five star review over on uh, Apple or Spotify And, you know, more reviews, more testimonials, the better. Anyway, from me and Jamie, thank you so much for listening in. And hopefully we'll see you again soon on the next Game Changers Experience Live. Take care and we'll see you soon. Cheers, everyone.